It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how you played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome back to Why Blank Lost after a, a couple of months of podcast downtime as we mm-hmm. kick things off with part one of our Survivor 44 preview edition. I I'm know, David, here we are. That's right. I'm David Bloomberg, and I'm excited to be joined once again by my co-host, Jessica Lewis. Yay, here we are. It Yay. has been some time. I'm sure everyone has missed us greatly. Oh, yeah. I know that you have been out and about on many social media platforms in the downtime as well. So in case you have missed David Bloomberg, just check out his many, many, many pages, which we will discuss later. In the yeah, well, you know, we could discuss it a little bit now, because uh, if for people who have been watching Australian Survivor, uh, you may know that I've been doing many Why Blank Lost videos mm-hmm. uh, for the past few weeks that it's been on. And people can see those on any of my now three different video platforms of TikTok, my new YouTube channel, or Instagram. Uh, but with U.S. Survivor, we will, of course, be doing the full-length podcast, not yes. the, the little minute-and-a-half ones. Yes, and here we are. We're starting we are. with the first tribe. It's very exciting. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's been forever, but then at the same time, I'm like, it hasn't been that long. So I keep kind of going back and forth. With yeah, it's... Um, it, yeah, it, it is interesting because at the end of the last season, it's like, oh, it's going to be so long. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's here. And then today I was scrambling like crazy going, oh, my gosh, I need to get this prepared <laughs> and ready for today. So thank you for that, David Bloomberg. Sure. Um, busy. Yes. Now, as I mentioned, this is part one of our Survivor 44 preview. Uh, it's become our custom to break it up into three parts. But before we explain how all that will go. Uh, for newcomers to this podcast, welcome. Yes, thank uh, you. For those who have listened before, welcome back. And um, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, to bring new listeners up to speed on what what they can expect, uh, once the season starts, each week we'll, we will we will discuss what each voted out player did right and wrong in terms of rules I originally wrote way back after the very first Survivor season and have been updating ever since. Uh, We will look at each episode uh, and everything that has been leading up to it through the whole season. And we don't just rely on what's on TV, but also dive into everything available that's not a spoiler, including interviews, secret scenes, social media, and more. Yes, and we will do everything we can to bring all of that information together. A nice coherent package for you to all understand what exactly (laughs) went wrong. Now, for our previews, we will talk about each of the players on a particular tribe, including what we think of each of those players and how we think they'll do with the rules. Uh, plus, at the end of each podcast, we'll pick who we think will do the best and the worst from that tribe. 
this first podcast is taking us into the season with some of our initial thoughts. Uh, and of course, this introduction. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll cover the members of the Ratu tribe, which mm -hmm. is surprisingly, given it starts with an R, the first tribe name alphabetically this season. I know. Yes, the names. Well, and they're all very, they're all far down there in the alphabet. Aren't well, they, they go in order. It's R S E. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so the second podcast will cover the Soka tribe mm -hmm. and also include discussion of the changes I've made to the rules for this 44th season. And then the third podcast will cover the Tika tribe and we'll also have our final predictions for the season, including our winner picks, also known as cursing those players retroactively. But we uh, got so close. With we the did last our one, winner. Right? Our win yeah, we had the same winner pick oh, and they, he made it to final three. Yes. I was so proud of Owen. Thank you, yeah. Owen, for doing away with a bit of our curse. You, yes. you didn't win. And I'm so right. very sorry, but. You weren't voted out first. He probably would have won if we hadn't predicted him. Oh, yeah. don't make him feel bad. Everybody's <laughs> like, how did Gabler win? Uh, because David and Jessica <laughs> predicted that Owen would. Yes, and we did not have high hopes for Gabler at the beginning either. Uh, so say the we, least. Listen, um, we, we really... I, I don't know how no. you could say that. I mean, our preview podcasts are always 100% oh accurate. I apologize now to season 44. If we choose you as the winner, there is a butterfly effect that you must mm -hmm. all know does exist. And because we choose you, you will not win. <laughs> you will already know that that's the reason because you will have already lived it in an yes. alternate universe. Yes. And we just make it finalized here right. on this podcast. Right. So yes. our apologies now, but... Yet yeah, we have some very interesting individuals to speak about, and I promise you we will do as little judging as we possibly can. But we're going oh, on what information. Oh, please. We have. Maybe you will. <laughs> um, now, before we get to that, uh, you know, we will be talking about the rules and we'll go into it more in, like I said, part two. Uh, but wanted to mention the rules also come in a shorter and much more colorful version. Yes, they do. Uh, it's and beautiful. that is in poster form. <laughs> and so you can uh, go to, sorry, I'm having a bit of a issue here getting to my uh, links, but uh, you it's can there. see, you can see it on the screen and go to uh, slash and this is the problem that I'm trying to see what it says. There we go. Uh, maybe. Ah, I'm having so many problems. There we go. See, this is what happens with the first one is we're, we're still uh, breaking things down here. It's okay. on there. Rob has a website.com backslash YX lost feed. Okay, that's pretty bad. You're right. It's right there <laughs> on the screen. The problem was that part of the screen got covered up by some sort of error message on my Sorry computer. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here and I don't All know right. how to fix it. It's uh, right there yes, for you, everyone. Yes, you scroll down to the poster and you click on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, of course, for those of you who are uh, are new, that is a poster that was uh, designed at Jessica's behest uh, mm -hmm. by Eric Reichenbach of yes. uh, Survivor fame. Some of you may have seen him on Netflix seasons recently. Yes, we had a good um, time choosing what scenes would be most relevant with each yes. rule. And I, I needed to be on the poster. So, <laughs> yes. There you are. So um, I am there as well, crying over my little rock. Yes. Uh, now you can also scroll down and 
get it in addition in t-shirt form. You can mm-hmm. get the poster version or you can get the newer checklist version. And all of those, again, Rob has website.com slash YX lost feet. See, look at that. Beautiful. Uh, yes. Uh, now, before we start with the tribe also, Jessica, how do you feel heading into another 26-day season, not knowing for sure what Jeff has in store for us? Okay. I'm not going to pretend to be excited for this new era of Survivor, as so many of these players are. Uh, one of the players we will be speaking about today did talk about how she was disappointed that she mm-hmm. was not doing a 39-day game. And yes. I understand Jeff wants to switch it up and he's changed it. And that's great and all, but I do miss the 39 days. I do think that we are losing the social component of the game, which Mm -hmm. I feel is one of the most important parts of the game itself. It's become too heavy in other twists and advantages and things that they've actually now removed because they realized it was a bad idea. So I, I would love it to go back to 39 days and they can still do some of these similar type Mm -hmm. of things, but just with a longer game, because I do feel like we're missing out on the social component, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that an extra essentially, you know, almost two weeks Mm -hmm. uh, does change some of the social component and the bonds and makes it more complex in that way. Yes. So yeah, but like you said, you know, the advantages, the twists will be back. I think based on last season, it seems clear the beware advantages will still be there. Yes. Uh, and considering the way 41 and 42 both had the same gimmick, I suspect it'll be beads again. Um, I, I'd like them to come up with another way of doing it, but I just feel like they'll go back to that because, of course, Survivor 44 players hadn't seen 43. Right. And listen, if they did that in my season, I would have killed it because I stole so many beads and trinkets off of things whenever I could. I was ripping things off. I have some tiki torch pieces. I was like, I am a hoarder. I'm taking these things. I would have been great. It would have been like, oh, this, wait, this is an immunity idol now? I didn't even know. I just, I just took it off of one of the torches. So yes, unfortunately for me, they were not doing it then. But oh, if they had been. Do you still have those? Oh, yes, I do. Maybe I'll so, do a show and tell at the next. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I'll do a little show and tell for you. you could, yeah, all the beads. <laughs> show but us yes. your beads. Um, <laughs> oh, there are so many things I could say, but we'll be I, good. Yes. Keep it PG. Yes. Yes. But I, they probably will bring back the same bead thing because, yeah, the people in this season did not see. 43 so right right unfortunately now before last season we discussed the question of whether we thought players would be more cautious regarding grabbing those beware advantages uh based on Mm-mm. what we've now seen in 43 the answer is clearly uh no yes yeah and just, on the answers from the new players here as well everyone's like well, except I mean, maybe one i remember I, well, one I, being i think there's a cup well okay there's two different sets of answers that we'll get into. One, one is, will you go looking for them? And then mm-hmm. the other is, what will you do? Because, like, even Carla last season saw the beware advantage and put right. it back. 
And we're all like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. she put it back. And then she thought about it, went back and got it. Anyway. I know. Um, it's so tempting. Yeah. They're just too excited when they find something. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, sometimes, yeah, they say they won't go looking. But as you've discussed, sometimes one of those damn things just appears at your feet. Amazing how that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're the producers are like throwing them at yeah. players and they're like, I'm not, no. Yeah. Stop, stop. It's draining advantages. They're like tying them to the boom <laughs> mic. <laughs> like, what could that possibly be? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little fishing, it's, you know, like, like a cat toy. <laughs> it's just a little too much sometimes. Yeah. But we now, do I, still love the show, but yes. we can certainly kvetch about things like right. advantages. Right. And yeah, I'm sure some others will be back as well. Like knowledge is power will obviously be back again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again and again, (laughs) you know, because Jeff just clearly loves it. And I'm sure in production's mind, it gave them some great moments, even though the advantage itself never actually worked. Right. Uh, So they're just going to keep throwing it in there. Well, and I do think that it's one of those situations where. That has failed so many times. And when it finally works the way that production wants it to work, it will be like a moment that is celebrated. Like, see, this was the plan all along. And it's like, well, mm, but it took a long time to get there, if it even ever does. Right, right. Um, All right. So what else do you think we'll see this season based on, you know, just what's been leading up to it? Well, Jeff said this is going to be one of the most entertaining seasons that we've had in a very long time. Oh, yeah. You so, can tell by the number of times the medics appeared. You know, obviously, well, there's nothing more entertaining than injury. And um, I believe I saw like a, an IV bag. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I am very curious to see what's going to happen with all of the potential. Is there going to be an evacuation, uh, a medevac, I guess I should mm-hmm. say? Is someone going to be injured? And I do feel for anyone who is in that situation. One, because not only was I in a similar situation where they were considering taking mm-hmm. me out of the game because of my eye infection, I had a tribe mate that also went down. I like how you reached for your glasses and adjusted them. I did. <laughs> and, you know, and I had a tribe mate that that went down and, and the mm-hmm. doctor had to come in. And that's a very scary moment. For a lot of reasons. One, it's scary because you don't want to be pulled from the game. You've worked so hard to get there. Right. But then also it's scary on almost a selfish level, too, because I certainly don't want to be pulled from the game. But I didn't want someone who was in my alliance being pulled from the game. And so all of these like mixed emotions are swimming through you at that time because you want to be compassionate and concerned. But at the same time, you're like, but I'm still playing this damn game. So it's yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to know is going to be happening because we've seen it. We just don't know what the end mm-hmm. result will be. So hopefully whoever ends up injured or, you know, hurt or whatever is okay and can continue in the game. Yeah. Now getting back to what you said uh, before I took you off on a tangent there about it being the most, you know, one of the most entertaining. The question is what does Jeff consider entertaining? Because I don't know. usually to Jeff entertaining means big muscly guys doing big muscly things. <laughs> You know, and so I I just don't know if that's what he means this time. Yeah, I don't know. If he wants that, he should watch Australian Survivor. But um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, certainly some of these players 
look like they will be very entertaining. So hopefully yeah. it is the best outcome in that regard. Yes. And I, I'm also always excited just to see how the game plays out. I, as many advantages as they want to throw in, we do also still get to meet incredible people right. who are playing an incredible game. Despite some of the things being added that we don't like, we still do love the game as a whole. And so I am just excited to see how it all comes together. I wish they were doing two tribes instead of three tribes. Oh, we God, haven't, yes. They haven't done that in a very long time. And I feel like there's so much more movement that can be done mm -hmm. in a group of 10 as opposed to a group of six. There's very little places to hide in a group of six. And so that's why I do think one of the players we'll be talking about her strategy is interesting because she's already playing the numbers knowing that right. it's potential for six. So I think that it's, it's a good thing to see that someone is aware of that and trying to consider that in their gameplay. But overall, I, I, if you're listening, Jeff, since we like to tell you what to do and you never listen to us, maybe try 10 and 10 again. Let's, yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's try All it. right. And it's time to get to know the new players on the Ratu tribe. Uh, listeners, uh, especially including any contestants that may be tuning in, uh, should remember that we're basing almost everything we'll be discussing off of a relatively small amount of information. So if we say it sounds like someone's game will go terribly, well, we obviously have a nearly 100% success rate with our predictions. <clears throat> uh, but there's always the off off chance that we could be wrong. Oh, of course. Oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> oh no, it'll be great. Because we're starting with the Ratu tribe and yes. well, we said we're doing that. We're starting with Brandon on the Ratu tribe. Mm -hmm. And he is a 29-year-old former pro football player and now security specialist from Pennsylvania. Uh, he watched his or watched Survivor with his father at the beginning and then stopped for a while and then went back to it. Now, not surprisingly, he identifies with Danny the most. Um, Love Danny. Um, but, you know, there's a problem with Brandon. He played for Purdue. So as an Illini, that instantly makes me want him to lose. I, it's just an automatic reflex. There's nothing that can be done about it. It's just Brandon, I'm inherent. So it, it's but inherent. Good for Brandon. You're not picking him. Then it's your winner pick. Ooh, that's true. That's no true. butterfly effect. Yeah. Now I do know that my cousin, who is a, a Survivor fan and who is at Purdue right now, will be mad at me for saying that. But I, I, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. It is it's only very natural. personal. It's this only is very natural. personal. It's not personal. It's just colleges, you know. Right. And, and uh, you know. Um, now another negative for Brandon is that he said positive things about the hourglass. Oh, yes. Now, I know Rob and Mike brought it up already, uh, you know, but, well, that's never stopped us. And it's just not something we can let slide. Brandon, no, Brandon, we can't. If you're listening, that is not the way to get on our good side here. No, and, it's really not. And so, you know, you'll be lucky if we don't just, uh, you know, pick you to win on purpose just to curse you. But... <laughs> Um, but the, uh, the funny thing is that he spoke about the hourglass twist in almost the same breath as talking about him liking Danny. And we know how much Danny hated the horrible yeah. hourglass twist, right. or mm -hmm. as he correctly called it, that lie from Jeff. 
<laughs> yeah, it is interesting to see someone trying to put a positive twist on mm. the hourglass, considering how much just hate people had for it yes. and that it's now been removed. So I, I sorry, Brand, and I can't I can't support you in that. I can support you with the Danny component. But I have to support Danny on this one because yes. there's there should have never been an hourglass twist ever. And yeah. and I one of the things he talked about was the unpredictable nature of the game. And I I think that while he was appreciating the unpredictability with the new twists and things, mm-hmm. there are certain things that need to continue to be predictable in this game. And that is when you win immunity, you've won immunity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, because in a minute we'll get to something else he wants to be predictable. Um, but uh, first, before we get to that uh, more positive outlook, um, I, I some other things that worried me initially uh, about him and some of his answers to interview questions, like when asked why he was going out there, he gave what I consider a very generic I want to see what I'm made of and see what I'm capable of because I've never put myself in a position like this. And also Fiji is beautiful. Yes. Fiji being beautiful is definitely a reason to go play survival. I think Uh, I wrote yawn next to that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now I have, I'm stifling the feeling to yawn, but. uh, And and here's the thing, like, yes, you want an, an experience and you want an adventure and that's fair. But what do we always say? should be the focus and goal of this entire experience to win win right like that needs to be your number one you can have your goal be i need to win and i'm gonna have an experience while i'm out Mm -hmm. there and that's great but this is not about i'm gonna learn so much about myself and i'm gonna go out and you know, to see what I'm made of. No, you're, mm-hmm. you were in the NFL for God's sakes. You know that you are a badass, that you're strong, that you can do all of these incredible things. And yes, Fiji is beautiful, but then take a vacation somewhere that's beautiful. Right. This take is going a, to be yeah. incredibly hard and you're fighting $20 million. So yeah. that needs to be your number one focus for sure. Yeah. Now, after that, he did say some more positive things like discussing how he knows he'll be seen as a physical threat. And he, mm-hmm. he has considered some ways to keep that pressure off himself, uh, what he's looking for in an ally and his discussions about how he's not eager to go looking for idols. Um, specifically, getting back to the predictable part, he wants to have a predictable ally. He wants to be able to guess what someone's next move will be and knows you have to watch out for people who are wild cards, who he describes as a little bit spooky. Um, <laughs> and he also added that he would be trying to make the most flexible relationships with people. Hmm. Like that. Now, I do think it's interesting that he focused so heavily on the meat shield component. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at him, he's probably that guy. So yeah. I don't know how many shields he's going to have besides. Mm, yeah. Like, himself. what do you want? You're the pro football player. Yeah. Who's like, going to be your meat shield? Like, I feel like he needs to recognize that that's likely what people will think of him. Right. And how he could use that to his advantage because they'll want to keep him longer if he's strong and is providing and doing great in the challenges. That really needs to be well, more think, of the focus. What he needs is a brain shield. Yes, exactly. Like he needs you know, to find, and we do have someone else who talked about that where they want to find someone who's opposite of them. Mm-hmm. So they both kind of balance each other out. And so I do agree. That's what he needs. He needs to find someone who is 
going to bring a different type of strategy to his game. So you've got the strength and then you've got the brain and you can put that together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With that. Uh, on Australian Survivor, and this is not a uh, spoiler, um, there are several big, muscly guys. And the biggest, uh, who also is a returning player, made a comment that said, I don't need other big, muscly guys around right. as a shield. I need this other player as mm-hmm. a shield because, you know, they're the opposite. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. the type of thing that he should be thinking. Um, right. Now, uh, you know, when it comes to the, his answer on looking for advantages or idols, he said, initially, I'm not going to be very eager at all. I think that's one of those kisses of death that a lot of people make and they don't even realize sometimes they're making it. I mean, mm. when I think of it from a numbers game, depending on how many people are in the tribe, especially starting off, you have a one in six chance of finding it, which is not that great. So I don't feel like the risk necessarily outweighs the reward early in the game. So again, you know, starting to win me back a little bit in yeah. terms in in terms of good, you know. Um, now he yeah. acknowledged he might look more later in the game, and you know he's right that with more time comes more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more gathering firewood, more being out and about. Um, but once once again, he said the right things in. Uh, saying, I think it's going to be more so about building my social relationships with people and also trying to figure out who I'm out there with, trying to figure out what makes them tick. What are their motivations? Because it's much easier to play on somebody's emotions when you understand what motivates them as opposed to what you think. Yeah. And I think that's a great answer because Mm -hmm. I do think that he brings, he does bring a nice balance even to himself because he's multifaceted. He's not mm-hmm. just an NFL player. He's not just someone who worked in the corporate world. I mean, he's he's done both. And so right. I can appreciate that he has more of a, an ability to see the whole picture and, and really try to delve into who someone is because he's not, I feel like he could have been more just, I'm going to be a challenge beast. And I know that we were just talking about him acknowledging that, but I feel mm-hmm. like he has acknowledged that weirdly but at the same time, like he's he's I think he's going to be well-rounded in a lot of things because he's had a lot more exposure to various components of the world, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of of two minds, you know, like he said some of the right things related to the fifth rule and a right. social game. Um, but I, I worry about what he knows of actual gameplay in terms yes. of the first rule. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Robin Mike predicted he'd make it to the merge for his muscle. And that's hard to disagree with. Uh, right. He's, you know, he's played competitive sports his whole life, but I just don't think it's the same type of competition he'll face on Survivor. So yeah. I'm putting him at an early post-merge boot type there. Yeah. And I do think with the, with the 26 days versus 39, mm-hmm. him getting to the merge seems much easier because it does get there so much quicker but then at the same time yeah i don't see him lasting much long after the merge because at that point he won't be as necessary if he's not going to be bringing that strategic component to the his gameplay and it's more about the physical component and then at that point it's an individual game and so i i do feel that he might end up finding an early demise come the merge yeah 
Now, as an aside, uh, having little to do with gameplay, and this again is also something that Mike and Rob mentioned because they took, you know, all, all many of the good jokes before we could, you know, I had them in my notes and then I listened to the podcast and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. I was going to point that out. But <laughs> I do want to mention, you know, he, he, he said that he manages security guards and they're always trying to pull the wool over his eyes and tell him things that aren't necessarily true. Doesn't- That's scary. Doesn't that kind of disqualify them as security? Well, that's what, that's what I mean, I'm thinking. Like, right. who are these people? Are yeah, they trying I, to steal things from the museum? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, I understand that, you know, he thinks it gives him experience in figuring out when people are lying to him. But it sure as hell doesn't speak well of his staff. <laughs> Fair point. Hire me. Like the Mission Impossible our, music yeah. is going through my head right now. So I'm yeah. imagining, like, the security guards, like, setting up some heist. (laughs) I mean, my old work for a while had some security guards that way. Like, I'm pretty sure one walked out with like a microwave one time. (laughs) Like nobody stopped them because he was a security guard and they were like, okay, you know, and and then he just never came back, you know? And so, yeah. Um, so That's maybe it was maybe, story ever. yeah maybe it was Brandon's security squad he just Who walked out of the he did, he did. <laughs> and no one stopped him no that's incredible yeah that's so, incredible so I did point. hear maybe from TikTok that if you bring a ladder in with you anywhere you can get in like it doesn't oh, yeah. matter yeah <laughs> anybody will let you in so now we know if you're a security guard and you just walk out of the microwave they'll be like okay yeah Ninety percent of anything is looking like you belong there. Oh so, my gosh, that's you know. incredible! Thank you for so, that. Yeah. So with <sighs> that, I think we're done with Brandon. All right. So now we'll talk about Jamie Lynn, who is coming in with a four-part plan. She mm-hmm. is thirty-five, and she is a yogi, which I had to Google because I was like, "What well, is that, a that's a bear? That's a bear." Well, uh, that was one <laughs> option. That the other option is yoga. <laughs> So, so I was like, okay, now I get it, which explains how one of her best components of her of her life, she described as leaving a 10 year stint in the corporate world Mm -hmm. to follow her dreams, which I assume is becoming a yogi. So good for her. She probably walked out with a microwave when she left. I heard that those things just kind of legs, right? Uh, By the way, I do want to mention uh, in terms of the age. I did notice that in one set of things, a lot of people were one year older than another set. Mm. And I think that's because like one set of questions, it has their current age, whereas the other set has their age when they played Survivor. So like Jamie is 34 when she played Survivor, but 35 now, apparently. Interesting, because I did notice that Brandon was described as 30 and everything I was looking at and you said he was 29. So, okay, she's 35 now, 34 when she played. Yes. Um, And let's see. These are the kind of details we need to make sure we get right. Right. It's very important. A woman's age, because everyone wants that plastered all over everything. Yeah, true. Perfect. Now, I will say that she is clearly after my heart when she mentioned one of her pet peeves. I thought you were going to say job. Uh Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) The lack of potato chips in a brand new bag. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie Lynn. I appreciate that fully. There's too much air, not enough chip. The chip to air ratio is way off. So I can fully get behind that and appreciate it. Now, she is a lifelong Survivor watcher. She brought up VHS tape, which I think is lovely as well. 
Yes, so she's I, that brought back this. memories for me. Right? And when you would write on them, like, do not record over. Yes. And then somebody would record over no, it. Oh, they mm. would not on mine. Oh, oh, we had some. You, you see, I grew up with. You got to break off. Oh, well, see, I was the youngest of three, so I don't really understand how all this works. I can still remember the first time my parents played a movie on the VHS system. I didn't think I could speak because I thought it was going to record my voice. I was like, I was very little. It was the movie Starman. If anyone wants to Google it, incredible movie. But that was the first movie I ever watched on like a VHS tape. And I was like, what is this thing? So I remember my grandparents had a reel to reel video recorder somehow Oh wow and the first thing that i saw on it was my aunt and uncle on a game show <gasps> oh my gosh so that's yeah. incredible what, so, what game no show? it wasn't that wasn't that show uh the game it was some game show where they run around a maze like one of them was running around in a maze and the other one it, it's actually kind of like a survivor challenge and then oh the gosh. other one was high up in a booth and trying to direct Oh, that does sound like a survivor thing. I know. They stole it from an old they game. They did. If only, if only the one in the maze was blindfolded, then yeah. it would definitely be a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. All right. So I do say for Jamie Lynn, a couple of concerns I have is mm, she thinks everyone on the island is going to be her best friend and they just don't know it yet. And that gave me very much like too much vibes, right? Where she sounds like she's a really like fun loving person, but I'm, I'm concerned that maybe that could be a little too much. And if you are expected to become best friends with everybody, then that could be a little too much as well. I, I'm a little bit worried about that. I mean, I love the fact that she mm-hmm. wants to be social and she's the one who I did say came in with a four part plan yes. and also did say that, why are you here on survivor? And it was a, Win the million dollars. So thank you for that, Jamie Lynn, because yes. you've got your priorities correct. But yes. her concern is that people will see her as bubbly, outgoing, and energetic. And then she's talking about being best friends with everyone. So I'm like, if you are fearful that that's how people will perceive you, then maybe being best friends with everyone might not be the best way to do it. Yeah, but she said she'll be strategizing and playing chess in her mind while she right. distracts everyone with the bubbly energy. And we've seen it work recently yes if Mm -hmm. it can be done right but the question is can the marianne strategy work again or will people be on the lookout for exactly that since marianne was the last winner they saw right and so this is definitely a concern i have for her is that it's it's too soon for the same type of approach yeah but I don't know. Maybe it will work out. She does mm-hmm. um, have a plan for four separate people, her being one of the plans. She wants to have someone who is opposite of her, which we talked about, which I think is is great that that's what she's looking for. But then she also wants a beast and she wants someone who's sneaky. And so she's kind of creating this vision out of the six of who she'd like to play the game with. Now, yeah. is it going to work? I- I don't know, but at least she's looking for particular types of individuals to play the game with and has a reason for doing so. But we also understand that sometimes the best laid plans when you play Survivor don't ever work. No, they always come per- go perfectly. <laughs> it needs to fit into what everyone else is planning as well. And, right. and that's a very particularized type of plan to have coming into it. So it might not work out the way that she wants. But yeah. at least it's a bit of a strategy she's she has an idea going in 
Hopefully she's flexible enough to switch it up if she needs to be mm-hmm. and will make it work if she can. But I, I have a very mixed feeling about Jamie Lynn because I am fearful, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. the Marianne component, that it, it might just be too soon and that she just might come off as too much. And they might see that and go, well, that was what Marianne did. And look what happened with Marianne. Everybody right. loved her and she made it to the end. She won. Maybe we want to nip that in the butt early. I have a, I, I know what you're saying. I have a much more positive outlook on her. First of all, she said her favorite moments go back to anything with Sandra. Mm, yes. Obviously mm-hmm. big positive. Yeah. Um, but I looked at her for personal alliance and while it is very specific, I was looking at the other players on the tribe and it's like, and I know we haven't gotten to most of them yet, but like, okay, strategic. You know, a bit opposite of her, but strategic, super smart, competitive. Might be Maddie uh, for the challenge beast. Brandon for the sneaky player. Kane. Uh, so it, it, what's also interesting is it kind of previews one player who I think will be on the outs early, uh, which we'll discuss. So it's just crazy enough. It might work. And that's what I'm saying. Like, because she's coming into it with Mm -hmm. an idea already, she might realize, Oh my gosh, I have people that actually fit into each of these categories that I've created in my mind. And so I'm not going to have to switch it around, but again, we are seeing this much information and I, and I do feel like sometimes our initial read on these players are not what we then see once they get out there. Never. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So if it works good for her for coming in with a plan that she's got laid out and she's not just kind of flying by the seat of her pants when she walks in there and knowing that she's someone who loves this game and has watched it from the beginning and has been a dedicated survivor viewer, she has a really good understanding of the game as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping because the more I read her words, as opposed to listen to them, I liked it better on paper. She, yeah, it was like hearing her speak became a little bit much, but then reading, I was like, I really, it's, I so know what she needs to do is get pen and parchment and, <laughs> and write notes to people instead of talking to them is what but you're saying. I will say that I have had people describe me as bubbly. And if they describe you as bubbly, then they automatically make an assumption about you being unintelligent. And yeah, so nobody, nobody has ever described me as bubbly. <laughs> no, described me in a lot of other ways, but never as bubbly. I do not think that anyone would describe you as bubbly. No, no. I did have someone uh, in a very professional setting describe me as bubbly, smiley, and intelligent. Like, oh my gosh, like okay. th- that you could be all three. And so I don't want that to end up being the end of her because someone hears her right. speaking and thinks. Right. This about her immediately. And so I'm just hoping that she's able to kind of work through all of that. Yeah. And, you know, she did uh, spend a lot of time, uh, like over a decade in corporate America and feels that that prepared her. Uh, She talked about relationship building being everything. And, you know, I've talked about how the, the rules for survivor can be used in many everyday situations like jobs as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that I'm retired, maybe I should write a book about that topic. <gasps> Look at you. Not not that I would ever have schemed and plotted in my old job. <clears throat> no, never. never. And not that you would ever reference that in a book that you would be no, considering. Right? I never would. 
<laughs> I never would can... use anyone's real name. Maybe um, you could do a TikTok about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if she makes it to final three, I saw that she has a plan to make sure she has a personal emotional connection to each of the players. Well, they're all going to be said, your best friends. Well, yes, but she also said that's the key to getting votes at final yes. tribal council. And it's hard to argue against that, given what we've seen. Yes. Of course, it's more difficult to create those bonds than it sounds also. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that she is able to. It's This tribe is such a mix mm-hmm. that I could see her just kind of winning everybody over. But then I could also see everybody going, oh, really? You know, I mean, no. like, so I, I, I don't know how it's going to land. And that's probably yeah. why she was chosen, because she is there's something very mm-hmm. compelling about her. And is it compelling that it's going to get her further in the game or is it compelling where it's going to cause people to, you know, not want to play the game with her? I don't know. Right. But I'm yeah. fascinated with her. I, I'm and the chip thing. I just I can't. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. I mean, it. I I think she'll get in with the good group and make it to the merge. And I just once she's there, I don't think people will see her as much of a threat. So she could go far. I, I will say in my mind, she'll be one to watch. Yeah. If she if she does make it to the merge. I think she's going to be in a beautiful spot when she gets there, just because at that point, if she's been able to win the people over that she's mm-hmm. playing with and then carry that into the merge, that will help propel her forward. because She's mm-hmm. already going to have people kind of vying for her. Right. That it, if someone says, well, what about her? Oh, trust me. We're you know, she's good. We're good. Right, right. So it, there isn't going to be that initial impression that might end up negatively affecting her because she will have other people helping her combat that. So I do think if she makes the merge, absolutely. She's, she's going to be in a very, very good place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to Kane, one of her, uh, her potential partners. Uh, he is a 24 year old who is fresh out of law school in Saskatoon, Canada. Mm. Uh, he has watched the show his entire life. So, you know, less than half of, my life um he said he's a gamer through and through and also kind of the guru that people look to on the couch to explain why there was a bad move or not to that i say watch it kid (laughs) don't try to come for our job Uh, i literally have survivor guru in several of my social media profiles so kane back away watch out kane it's gonna come for you yeah um now, it also feels like Kane has a high opinion of himself, uh, mm. such as saying he has the effortless charisma of a younger and more handsome Tyson. Right. Um, but the thing is, part of what's so great about Tyson is that that's exactly something like Tyson would say about himself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so maybe Kane is like Tyson, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he said we'll have fun watching him. So. I'm going to hold him to his word. Maybe he's well, one of the people that Jeff was talking about. Now, he is another one that when I was reading his words and then hearing his voice, I'm like, and then seeing his picture, I'm like, this doesn't all go together. Like, it doesn't, this is not the same person. It was definitely an interesting experience. And I am fascinated to see how he is going to fit in amongst this group because he does seem very funny and the, the, mm-hmm. the commentary that he was making, but he is such a mix. He's, I mean, he just graduated from law school. He, as you said, he does think very highly of himself, but, but he's funny. 
And so Mm -hmm. he might just be one of those people that comes in and is kind of goofy and makes people feel good. And that should certainly help him because he's also large and probably is going to be able to do well in the challenges. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got like, it's a pretty stacked tribe here with, I think, strength. And so he's one of those people that I think could certainly bring in the challenges if there's any, I mean, because we've seen a lot of the challenges are a lot of um, very difficult, like heavy. Not on on recent survivor. It's crazy, right? But yeah, so very mixed on this guy. Very mixed. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of mixed, he actually gave two different answers to questions about what he was looking for in an alliance partner. Mm. In his official response, he said he wanted pure honesty. The yes. straighter they shoot, the better or the better I like them. Preferably, they will uh, feel completely unable to lie to me. But he told Mike Bloom, I want someone who's thinking about this game like I am because you don't get to have as much fun if you play by yourself. I mean, I think anyone would agree with that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so... So what I, he then continued. So what I'm really looking for as my numero uno is somebody who thinks about this game like I do so that we could pull off some super fun stuff together. But the yeah. thing is, if he's looking for someone thinking about the game like him, that person is likely not going to be completely honest. So mm-hmm. my suspicion is that the answer about being honest was his original thought, because as I recall, those those fact sheets uh, come many times from your initial application Mm -hmm. um and which is scary as hell yeah so know that anyone that's applying for survivor because when you're trying to be funny (laughs) (laughs) and then you realize Uh, wait other people are going to read this yeah like on the internet yeah so then he I, i think he then uh, reconsidered his thought once he got out there. And that's possible. But also, I do think that I, I, maybe he thinks he's going to play the game incredibly honest. I don't know. Maybe he, even oh, though he thinks think he's charming that. and funny. But I do feel like a lot of them were wanting to play with someone who was 100% honest. I feel like that seemed to be Something I was seeing over and over and over again. Well, yeah, you want to. I mean, you know better than anyone. You want to play with Ken. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's the guy you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Just not for the reasons that you want to be honest with them, too. Right. Like, I want you to tell me all of your dirty little secrets. And I want to know everything. But I'm not going to tell you all. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, uh, another thing that I like about Ken is, of course, his answer to the question of how Not eager Ken. he'll be. Kane. Kane. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> <laughs> we all liked uh, Ken. We yes. can admit that. Yes. But we're moving um, on to Kane now. Yes. Uh, how eager he'll be to look for advantages because he said not eager. And then he yeah. added that he won't look for advantages for a bit and takes it seriously that you, you shouldn't look on day one. So. Mm-hmm. Good rule seven thinking there. Yes. Yeah, I definitely appreciated that as well. Um, And then one parting thought I had is that Kane said he would like Luke Skywalker as his loved ones visit. So maybe the force will be with him. And he and Mark Hamill in the, you know, yeah, actual world we live in, as opposed to (laughs) either world. I know I I would take a hug for Mark Hamill. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah. That's great. All right. So we're moving on now. Yes. Yes. To Lauren, the self-described quiet strategist. She is 31, according to what I'm looking at. Maybe yes. she was 30 when she played the game. She is an elementary school teacher from Texas, describes herself as personable, resistant, and adaptable, which is interesting. Maybe we've got a little flexibility there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when she did describe herself as, I want to be the quiet strategist, I appreciate that. But we know how sometimes that doesn't always bode well for a final end game, right? Because yeah, this true. idea of big move-itis, where yes. people need to see everything you're doing, she might have some difficulty here. But I thought it was interesting the way she described it, because she said, I want to be a quiet strategist. Like, that's what her hope mm -hmm. and desire is. So maybe it won't turn out the way that she hopes. But I, I thought that was an interesting component. She did also talk about how she values openness and honesty again. There we've got that little... Mm -hmm. honesty thing happening but she believes that she will be the sole survivor because of personality self-awareness and adaptability that will take her very far in the game i'm also a go-getter and no one wants us more than me no one no, no one. one no, no one. one i don't no know if that's one necessarily anywhere <laughs> but then she also compares herself to poverty which that's always kind of a red flag well, it's when, interesting to me. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Because she called herself like this super gung-ho new era super fan, mm -hmm. but then compared herself to Parvati. Right. And then also said she was going to play like Erica, who did not play like Parvati. No. And then also talks about Natalie because of her strength. So I, I feel like she's kind of all over the place because all of those players, Parvati, Natalie, Erica, all played completely different oh, games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to and I understand that there are times people say, well, there are components of this person I can see in myself mm -hmm. and components of this person. But like there's usually kind of a theme there. And I yeah. don't see a theme. I just see a lot of women who are like strong, incredible women that she's like, I want to be like them. I mean, maybe she just, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's great to say she wants to be a strong, competitive woman. Right. Um, but you're right. They're not. Those were three very different yes. strong women. So I feel like she really needs to kind of center herself and decide what path she wants to go right. down because you can't play the game like all three of them did. You mm -hmm. really have to choose one. And I, I do have, I do have some concerns for her because oh, of I, that I, fact. I have many concerns. You have many concerns. I have many concerns. I, I feel like she's kind of trying to figure out who she is. And I don't think Survivor is the place to really do that because you're playing a game for a million dollars. So there needs to be more of a, a sense of like your gameplay when you're walking in. Like, I know that these are my strengths and I know that this is what I can do well with. And I didn't get that from her. I, I got more of a she feels a certain way about herself and thinks mm -hmm. that that is what's going to carry her through this game. But I, I don't know if she really understands truly how she's going to need to implement what she has inside to play the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, to kind of, to frame everything that I want to say, let's, you know, kind of go back to the beginning for her. She started watching at a young age, fell away and 
then described herself as more of a new era super fan, mm -hmm. watching the new seasons and binging the previous one. And she said, I love how it is just so fast paced and it's so risky. These things that are happening in this new era of the game are things that we've never seen before. I've studied this new era and people who haven't or people who are uh, who are just gung ho on the older seasons won't be as up to date on me. So I just love how fast paced it is and how risky it is. It's just full of unknown. Now, a lot of things to unpack here. Um, one, I guess I don't quite understand how she can have studied it since there were only two seasons of the new era before she right. went out there. Right. I mean, there, there's just not that much to study mm -hmm. and everything was brand new those first two seasons. So the people who were playing were trial and error. Right. You know, I mean, what happened in those first two new era seasons and what happens after that are not necessarily going to be the same because right. players were learning, production was learning, mm -hmm. things change. Yeah. Uh, it will also probably come as no surprise to anyone that I disagree with what she said about people who were gung-ho on older seasons not yeah. being as up-to-date. I mean, I've said it before. I'll keep saying it. Survivor is still Survivor. Yes, you obviously need to adjust for the length and speed of a game. A 26-day U.S. Survivor season is going to play differently than an Australian Survivor season that's almost twice as long mm -hmm. in terms of when you should make certain moves, how long you should lie low, those things. But the heart of the game is still the same and, you know, can be found right here on the shirt or this poster or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some of my main concerns. Main um, concerns? Is there like a, like. Oh, yeah, there's more. There's uh, like an outline. Yeah, but wait, there's more. one, little A. <laughs> I mean. Just move on to her answer to Mike's question of how eager she'll be to look for advantages, where she said, that's why I'm here. I'm mm -hmm. here to play Survivor. So right. I'm going to be out there looking for idols. I'm going to be looking for those advantages every chance I get. If you're coming out here just to fiddle faddle or twiddle your fingers, you've already lost. <laughs> she said fiddle faddle. As, I mean, we've said multiple times that when people in prior seasons gave similar answers. No, finding yeah. idols or advantages is not why you're there. Right. And it's and also you, a, like a, just a big mark on you if anyone right. knows that you did. Yeah. Right. And you don't lose by not finding idols. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, she literally said that you've already lost. No, you can lose, as you said, by getting caught, uh, by being right. suspicious, by telling someone if you find one. Maybe Kane will be over in the corner going, it's over there. Go look over there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all, of this, all of this is basic rule seven stuff. And again, for her to say, I mean, you know, to look for idols, that's why I'm here. I'm here to play Survivor. Mm. Finding idols is not playing Survivor. Right. Yeah. I, but she also seems like a really just nice person. So she does. maybe she'll and just so make some I'm, connections. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to you know, rant about her, but hey, no, listen, I, <laughs> no, I am, I, I am concerned with her just understanding mm -hmm. the, all of the components of this game and what she's going to be able to bring to it for sure. So yeah, I, I share your concerns with her as well. Yeah. And I just, 
I don't know. I mean, this is another one that I'm just, just we have to wait and see. Again, yeah. we, we're probably completely wrong. No, probably not in this case. Um, <laughs> now, Lauren did say she enjoys listening to podcasts and sermons online. Hi. Uh, well, as much as we preach, we preach the right way to play Survivor. I suppose this could be considered both a mm, podcast mm-hmm. and a sermon. Unfortunately, right? I worry that she will choose the path of Survivor evil. Oh, no. Um, you know, I mean, it's a sermon. You got to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really worry about Lauren's game. Yeah. Good, Lauren. We're done. Did you say good Lauren or good Lord? No, I said good Lauren. We're done. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were going back to the sermon thing. Oh, amen. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some preaching. Uh, yes, uh, we are moving on to Maddie, who is originally from Maryland and now in New York. She's a 28-year-old charity projects manager, or rather was one until she quit to play Survivor. Mm-hmm. Now, This is interesting because in the olden days, Survivor Productions wouldn't admit that someone quit their job to play. Uh, We would see something in their bio like former pharmaceutical rep and current waitress. (laughs) And we'd have to break the code. So, like, Mm. I actually remember you're writing a preview article uh, similar to that. And the player the player emailed me secretly and was like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So, uh, but getting back to Maddie, you know, she said she's been obsessed with the show for 21 years, join the club. Um, But at first, Maddie worried me because she admitted she's less great at the long-term strategy Mm -hmm. and also said she thinks there isn't as much time for strategy in this 26-day game. Right. Now, I obviously disagree. Mm -hmm. I think we've seen some very good strategists in the three seasons of that length so far. Right. Now, they obviously haven't all won for various reasons we've covered in past podcasts, but you still need to be strategic to get to that potential point. Mm-hmm. What's very interesting to me is that while she said she isn't great at strategy, she then said a bunch of stuff that turns this view like an upside down hourglass. Yeah. Um, for example, she said she is good at what Siri, uh, Siri did, which is watching, waiting, and striking. Uh, Maddie, I hate to tell you this, but that's strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, even though she doesn't think she's good at strategy, uh, in her interview, she was already thinking things through. Uh, first, she thought she'd be seen as a threat for being social, which I don't think would have been the case early on, but okay. Uh, but as she's seen the cast in the pregame, she realized how strong everyone is and how she could therefore be underestimated and she can use that. So again, Maddie, that's strategy. Yeah. Another thing Maddie said was that she was down to pretend to be someone's pet and then chop their head off. So everybody say it with me. Maddie, that's strategy. That's strategy. <laughs> and then finally, uh, she well, not finally, but in this list, you know, uh, she also listed various people she'd like to play uh, with and finished with, I'll play with everyone. Whatever you give me, I'll work with it. That's not only strategy, but that's also rule three being flexible. Yeah. I'm torn on Maddie. I know I've been saying that about everybody, but 
I don't know if you saw what her Twitter and TikTok handles were. Uh, it was she, Jeff, can you hear me? Yes. So Twitter is at Jeff. Can you hear me? And TikTok is at Jeff Probst. Can you hear me? That is someone who is fully committed. She is, she is committed to getting on this show. It has been her number one bucket list, but she can't explain why, which I think is fascinating uh, that this is the thing she wants to do. And these are her Twitter and TikTok handles. And then she's like, I don't really know why I'm doing this. So like, I feel like even her own answers make her question herself, you know, where she's mm-hmm. like, I don't really know. I, I think this is like, it's my number one, but I don't, I can't tell you why. So it's, she's, she's like an interesting character right now to me, because I was, I was listening to her and reading her, her answers and just kind of scratching my own head as well. Like going, what, what does she mean? Like, I don't understand. I mean, if you, if, if you are so committed that that is what your Twitter and TikTok handle are, then I feel like you should have a much better grasp on what your strategy is going to be why you're playing this game, why it's number one on your bucket list, instead of like, I don't really know. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's just kind of accidentally strategic, maybe. Yeah, and you know what? And maybe she's just accidentally great at life because I don't know if you caught some of the other things where she talked about how she's just an adventurer, like she's been to Mount Everest. She convinced the hottest guy in NYU to date her for seven years. I mean, so maybe she's just one of those people who just like accidentally is just great at everything she does. And like life is just like handing her roses. And she's like, oh, thanks. I don't know where those came from, but cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, so like- Hopefully from the hottest guy at NYU. Yeah. Right. So like- I, I, that to me would be fascinating if she is one of those people that is just, she just kind of stumbles into survivor and just kills it because she's just like, yeah, I'm just good at everything I do. And if, if that happens, wow, I'll be impressed because right now I'm so confused as to what she's actually going to do when she gets out there to play that I was like, maybe she is going to go home first. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> because like, she just might be stumbling around going, I don't know what's happening, but this looks like a good idea. And then might just figure out how to beat the whole challenge, you know, just because that's the way life is with her. I, yeah. It's fascinating individual. Fascinating. Yeah. Now, um, another area, uh, whatever she may be doing, she definitely received some good advice mm. uh, because she said the best piece of advice was something near and dear to our hearts. And it was never make a decision just to make a big move. Thank you. Yes. yes. So she didn't say who gave her that advice, but whoever it was, they were obviously 100% right. Maybe Jeff was listening to her and was like, by the way. Uh, no, Jeff would never say that. <laughs> we would. Maybe we she would. was listening to this podcast for all we yeah. know. But, uh, but yeah, uh, she continued. Everything you do should be for a reason, and you have to be able to back up your moves. It speaks to the gameplay. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to see someone that is in the end talking to the jury and saying, oh, I did this because I needed it for my resume. That era is over. Everything needs to make sense from this point forward. Well, I want to spend a moment here just because I don't know. I can't really recall people sitting in the final three saying, well, I needed to build my resume. Yeah. I feel like that's well. I feel like that's a word that the juries use mm-hmm. when they're asking them, well, like, what do you have on your resume kind of thing? But it is something that players are aware of and they know that they need to have those things to talk about in the final tribal council. 
but I did appreciate the the way that she approached that mm-hmm. idea of final tribal council. And so she's at least aware of that and understands right. that, you know, the big moves is not necessarily always the way, but you need to be able to talk about your game and they right. need to be able to see your game and it all has to make sense. And and I think that that's something we've talked about a lot where if all of a sudden you're sitting in final three and you're like, but I did X, Y, and Z. And people are like, wait, you did mm-hmm. what, you know, and they didn't see it and they didn't know that your words alone is not necessarily going to get you there. So I, I do appreciate that. She's thinking that long term. Unless you've been hiding under the water. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, all of that, everything she talked about, you know what that is? Strategy. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I know. It's it's either strategy or life just brings her everything she's ever desired. Yes. Like I said, ac- maybe her. accidentally strategic. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just found a million dollars. I yeah. just won Survivor. What? <laughs> It'll be like, do you remember in like old school Survivor? Like I'm talking like first season, mm-hmm. maybe where they had the like the actual like oh yeah first chest of money. Yeah, yes, yeah, like that'll be. She'll be like, oh look, <laughs> <laughs> there's a chest of a million dollars. What is happening? <sighs> Bring back that chest of money, Jeff. That's right. Can you hear me? Come on. Yeah, just just hide it somewhere. That'll be the new, instead of a community <gasps> idol, just have a million dollars hidden. Oh my God. You've just invented a new game. Yes. Bury a chest of, you know, a million dollars on an island and just let people go and be like, find it. Yeah. <laughs> CBS, are you listening? Jeff, can you hear me? Are you listening? <laughs> this is the game. Oh, it could be like Lord of the Flies. It would be terrible. Oh, yes, oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, we're going down some dark. Yes. Dark holes right yes. Now. Quick, get out of the darkness. Okay. And into the All right, light we're going to move on to Matthew. We're going. We or are Matt. going to light. I, I, I'm not sure if he goes by Matthew or Matt. Um, okay. I, I, Rob said not Matt Matthew, and I don't know if he has some insider skinny on that. Yeah, I but, don't know. But I we'll will say out. we are going to lighten the mood right now because he is coming in with rainbows and giggles, but no massage <laughs> therapy. All right, I'm just saying that right now. He is not going to be massaging anyone. However, no, he said he wouldn't use it for evil. I was like, how do you use massage therapy for evil? I mean, that's like the best thing ever, right? I mean, yeah, I know know Rob and Mike were trying to figure this out, too. But the only thing I can think of, it's like, you know, I'll only give you uh, I'll only give you the shoulder massage if you vote my way type of thing, you know. But like, no, it's just like if you just. Oh, you want a soul, shoulder massage? Okay. And that person's going to love you because that's like the greatest thing ever. Yes. But anyway, you're so, idle and I'll give you a shoulder rub. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew is 43. He's from Ohio. He is a barbershop owner. He describes himself as spontaneous, caring, and adventurous. And I do love that he brought up Elaine. Thank you so very much yes. for bringing up a lovely player that we both enjoyed so much. He thought that she was hilarious yet genuine. Great description of Elaine. So that was great to see. And what will he value the most in an alliance partner? Trust, trust, trust. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is like, don't lie to me. Now, before we get any further, I do want to mention, he. you, you said he's 43. That makes him either the oldest or one of the oldest 
at that ancient age. I know. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Yeah. What the hell is happening? Well, you know, I I don't know. We need some older Survivor players, okay? Yes. Well, they you're looking at someone, you know. Yeah, they said Gabler won, so so let's get rid of the uh, the older people. It's kind of like come on, kind of like when two Canadians went back to back. The next season didn't have any Canadians in it, so I know, and now we have one. Yeah, one. Um, but uh, yeah, he, you know, he's in Columbus, Ohio, and my 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 son of the same name moved out of Columbus over the summer after living there for about a year, or else. I could have visited him. I could have popped into the barber shop and been like, that? "Hey, how are you?" Be like, I'm that guy that talked about you, and he's been like, "Get out of my barber shop." Yeah, yeah. Come here. I have. I may not be able to use oh. healing touch for evil, but I've got scissors. Yeah, you might uh, not want to go to his barber yeah. shop. He's going to give you a close shave. <laughs> it's going to be real scary. I haven't even said anything about him yet either. I know. I'm just waiting because you're very uh, anxious as you sit on your couch there. Now, what? <laughs> The accomplishment that I did love about this that he is most proud of is his amazing family. I wouldn't be the man I am today without them. I owe everything to them and they are my driving force. So I did appreciate that about him as well. Now, he is a day one fan. He's been watching the show since the beginning, which I think is going to bode well for him Mm -hmm. because he's clearly like been watching Survivor. But he also did say that he is here on Survivor to see if I really got all the goods to make it to the end. So are you playing to win? I feel like that's playing to win. I feel like that's playing to win. I don't know. And this is this is my issue here with him. I didn't see a whole lot of answers related to the strategic aspect of his game. I know. I mean, I I know his was the hardest to get an insight into his strategic mindset. Right. He Mm -hmm. he clearly loves the outdoors. He wants to go out and play there. Right. Which worries me given the previews we've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he, he said in his little mini social media video that he's a social butterfly and, you know, presuming he survives in one piece long enough, I think his tribe mates will like him enough to keep him around, at least in the first boat. Mm-hmm. I just wish we had seen more about his long-term plans because I don't know if he can make it past the second boat. Well, but he does have a plan for an alliance partner, and he's one of the ones that talk about having someone who's opposite of him, mm-hmm. so they balance each other out. So at least he is thinking about that. And he also appears to be rather jacked as well. So, you know, he might be looking, I mean, all of the guys on this tribe, I feel like are definitely very strong and the women appear very strong too. So like I said, I do think that this tribe is probably. He's jacked, but is he going to injure himself climbing the rock? Oh, he's the one, right? I I think he is. I did not go back and double check. So I'm sure we'll hear about it in comments or on Twitter if I'm wrong. But oh, interesting, because I went back and double checked who was actually the one that was down for that challenge, because I was oh, like, I want to. I don't know that we saw it, did we? Oh, yeah, it was in the it's in the like preview where the oh. Jeff's like, everybody stop. Yeah, but I don't know that we saw who it was. That oh, was you can definitely there. see who it is. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. I'm not going to say because I'm mm-hmm. not. I mean, if people want to go back right. and look, you can go back right. and look, but you can definitely figure it out. All you got to do is like watch it again. You're like, oh, OK. But um, but yes, yeah, so I. But yeah, if that's him falling on those rocks now, and I will say if he is climbing on the rocks that were at the camp I was at, Mm -hmm. dude, come on. What are you thinking? (laughs) That's a really bad idea because we all saw, 
friends. And we were like, and I do think that Brett might've made it to the top because Brett was convinced that there might be an idol up there. So I'm pretty sure Brett might've made it, but still a very bad idea. Like you're not, please don't go out and break an ankle, but yeah, that looks like a really bad fall. (sighs) So 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 that'll be, that'll be tough. But finally I must mention as well. So to me, I feel like there's a lot of warm and fuzzies with him. And he mentioned Paul Rudd as his celebrity to come out and like hang out with him. Mm -hmm. And he gets compared to Paul Rudd a lot. And who doesn't love Paul Rudd? So I got to give him props for the Paul Rudd. (laughs) Come on, it's Paul Rudd. But uh, but yeah, I do agree that there is kind of a question mark as far as his strategy component but i do think he's going to be likable i feel like he recognizes that about himself that he has charisma he's bringing rainbows and puppies or whatever it was he said he was going to bring but um giggles that's what it was anyone who says they're going to bring i don't don't think you can bring puppies to survive right yeah probably not but rainbows and giggles sure Mm -hmm. so i i feel like that part of him is going to mesh very well with uh jamie lynn Right. We have Jamie mm-hmm. Lynn who wants to be best friends with everybody. Right. If he's a very personable person mm-hmm. who wants to, you know, bring giggles and rainbows, those two might get along swimmingly. Right. Maybe. So, you know, that might go very well for them. Yes. Although I did not have him as part of her, uh, her plan. So. Well, but that's the other thing, too. I don't know how much of her plan she's going to necessarily want to stick to. Right. If she meets him and she's like, oh, where does he fit? It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's my yeah. best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. Maddie's like, where's that million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this group, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned this much earlier. It's interesting how many of them talked about valuing loyalty, mm-hmm. uh, but not necessarily for the reason they should value it. Um, But, you, you know, I, I, I do see this particular foursome getting together involving brandon jamie kane and maddie i disagree with that foursome um i mean i i think matt seems like a great guy i just worry he won't find his place strategically mostly because i don't know what his place strategically is yeah but i think jamie lynn is going to be too enamored by him and they're going to giggle together Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's going to be like it. She's just going to be like, "You're proud of me for some, just because we giggled together." Yes, and that could work out exceptionally well for both of them. Yeah. So you'll notice out of all those names, there's one I didn't mention. Uh, so I think the first person booted from uh, Ratu will be Lauren. I just don't see her fitting into the group in this tribe because I think she'll be doing too much too fast too soon um i'm gonna disagree with you i was i was going back and forth with this a lot and i i made them i've made the mistake okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna say it right now where i didn't listen to my gut when i was making these these decisions and these picks and last was it last season that it was um who was the first one that was voted out Uh, Mariah, Mariah, right? Yes. So I had some very real concerns with her, but I also was like, but she seems so great. So like, she won't be voted out first, but my initial gut reaction was, oh, this girl might go first. But then I was like, I don't think she's going to go first. 
And I feel that same way about Maddie. I feel like there's something about Maddie that it is just, it's not going to settle well. Like something about, I don't know, but I just kept going Mm -hmm. back to Maddie and thinking, I don't, I don't know if she's going to find her place amongst this group because each of these people, I feel like, I mean, obviously they've been chosen because they have strong personalities, but they also seem to be like a really happy bunch, like just a really like joyful bunch. Mm -hmm. And I don't get joyful from Maddie. I get Maddie being like, I have, and I, and I say this, like she has clearly had a, a wonderful life and has been, and has experienced incredible things, but I, I don't get the sense that she's like just this happy person. She's an adventurer and she wants to do all of these things. And, but I don't know. I just, so I'm worried for Maddie. I think Maddie's going to be the first one. To okay. go. All right. I think I did predict Mariah being out first last time. I'd have to double check, but mm, um, I believe there's a podcast that you could look at or my notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, as for who will do the best out of this tribe, I like Jamie Kane and Maddie. Uh, since I have to pick one, I'll say maybe Jamie will have the right mix of corporate and people skills to get the furthest. Interesting. Yeah, Jamie, I struggled with a lot too. And I struggled with all of this tribe. Like, I just, oh my gosh. Hmm. All right. I think Kane will do the best out of this tribe. I, I think he is going to surprise everyone with his wit and his funny and his charm, but also he's very smart. He reminds me very much of uh, another one whose name I'm now going to forget. The mm, <laughs> young gentleman from last season. I apologize for this, but they were doing the bones challenge right at the start. And he was like, I don't want anyone to know how smart I am. And then he, he was like, these people. I, they're they're so wrong and then he figured it out i can't remember his name i apologize yeah. but i feel like that's going to be a very similar vibe that we'll get from him where he's like i don't want people to know how smart i am and then he's going to be like oh but i have to do this because they're mm-hmm. so wrong mm-hmm. i can see that happening yeah i just checked my notes and no i did not pick mariah i picked sammy so we see how accurate that was sammy that's what i'm talking about oh yes okay. yes i'm talking yeah. about sammy yeah yes we're sammy what i was I was concerned. I think we talked a lot mm-hmm. about Sammy and just how, wow, you know, he, his personality might rub people the wrong way. And he's a little bit, he might be, you know, a little too much. Mm-hmm. And then he like went out there and killed it because he likes, he knew all of these things right. about himself, recognized them, kept him in check mm-hmm. and then utilized it when it was necessary. I, I wondered like, if you were talking about Sammy, but I wasn't sure. So that's okay. We got yeah. there. We got yeah. there in a roundabout there. way. Yeah. I'm just terrible with names. I'm yeah. so of uh, faces. I'm good with faces. names. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I feel like Kane is, is bringing a similar type of vibe as Sammy yeah. did. All right. So there we have it. Uh, watch for our second and third previews coming over the course of, you know, it'll be a few days and then a few more days. Uh, in the meantime, we will be taking over the RHAP Instagram account on this Sunday, February 19th. I have to admit, I'm not entirely sure what that will entail. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'm mostly a TikTok guy, you know, uh, but we'll be doing some stories, uh, It'll be super fun. and we'll have at least one Instagram live session. So make sure you follow the RHAP account on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, you'll get notified. Just watch for all the announcements. 
No, I, what time are we doing this on Sunday? We haven't decided yet. That's why oh, we have okay. to watch the announcement. Oh, all right. Okay. We're going to do I'm... it right when we record part two. So mm. we're either going to do it like right before and maybe people will have great ideas that they can give us for part two. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. Who knows? Mm, I like this. We'll have to figure this out. And yeah. I'll see how much drinking I'm going yeah, to do. Just set aside your whole Sunday, time. Jessica. I know. I really need to get myself prepared. An entire yeah. bottle and a glass. I'm going to be ready yeah. to go. Okay. <laughs> we have to make it fun. Yeah. Well, that'll be lovely. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about social media now? Yes, we are, as a matter of fact. All right. So social media, as we all know, is a thing that exists in our world. And it's really kind of taking over, as David Bloomberg can tell you, because he has, excuse me, but a shit ton of social media. I'm just going to say that. Excuse my language. But I, on the other hand, am rather limited. Twitter, I, at Jessica Lewis 89, as is indicated here. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Instagram, at Jessica Lewis 6789. I prefer Twitter over Instagram. However, Twitter's been a little bit lull. I apologize. Life has gone in the way. However, now that Survivor is back, I'm back too. And I'm back with this guy over here who, how many accounts do you now have on various social media platforms? Okay. So I've got Twitter, which is David Bloomberg. All right. On many of my other ones though, I'm other things. So I've got TikTok (laughs) where I'm David Bloomberg TV. Uh, and, uh, so since we last spoke here on Why Blank Lost, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I added a YouTube channel where I'm also David Bloomberg TV. And I also uh, had changed my Instagram name to David Bloomberg TV. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If, I see you know, a theme here. Yes. Uh, now, some people, you know, couldn't watch on TikTok or they didn't have the same distribution on TikTok. So that's why I'm doing YouTube as well. Really interesting because. That's interesting to me um, because like I'll post the same video on TikTok and YouTube and like I posted a tough as nails video on, on TikTok and it I mean, it was like 50,000 views last time I checked. Look at you. And on YouTube, it got six, <laughs> not, not 6,000, six, like six. Um, six. And in the meantime, uh, sometimes I'll post something to, to YouTube and it'll get like. 1500 and I'll post it to TikTok and it'll get like 300. So listen, I, the algorithms decide yeah, our existence and yes. they're all crazy. Yes. So, yes, I've tried to condense. Those are all, you know, wherever you're going to see a video from me, it's David Bloomberg TV. Nice. Uh, Twitter, I talk about things besides just TV. So I'm just, I'm at David Bloomberg there. Um, and, you know, as I said, on the different video platforms, uh, as I mentioned, I've been posting the many Y blank losts. Uh, for Australian Survivor, plus other clips and commentary from the show. Um, I've been posting an average of two or three, usually three videos a day. Uh, I've got stuff on uh, Special Forces, World's Toughest Test. I've got Tough as Nails. I've got, you know, I'm sure there'll be upcoming. I'll probably do, uh, you know, what's the new dating show? Farmer Wants a Wife or something like that. I'll I'll probably do that. Oh my god. Yes, yes. Uh Can you I mean, do Love is Blind, please. I, I don't watch that. I'm sorry. Oh my god, but you have to. Well, okay, I'll start. Please. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. You and I need to do a podcast on Love is Blind. Um, but uh um so uh hold on, I just got so um but yeah. TikTok I, uh, notification, one of your TikToks is blowing something, up. Yeah, right, right. 
Um, I've also appeared on a few other podcasts during the break. I was excited to be invited onto the Tradar uh, podcast to discuss the finale of the U.S. version of The Traders. Nice. Um, and the season as a whole. And since the host is Scottish and wasn't familiar with some of the people who had come back, I provide a lot of background on things like U.S. Survivor players. Look at you. Um, and uh, also, in case you didn't know, by the way, the uh, U.K. and Australian versions were just now released on Peacock. Like, as we're nice. recording this, they were just released. Look at uh, that. So you should go watch those, too. Uh, well, I mean, I don't get paid if you do, but, you know, I, they're good shows. Um, I've also become a, a regular guest on the Truth Unrestricted podcast, where I'm on about every second or third uh, po- episode. Now, fair warning, this is not an entertainment podcast. It is one that goes into, like, somewhat philosophical, political matters. Um, but with that said, our finale podcast that you and I had led to an episode over there because we talked so much about perception that I was like, oh. that would be a good podcast over there for a wider topic. So I there can this. be some crossover. All right. Well, look at you. I Like I said, everyone, he is social media guru. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Guru. So watch it, Kane. Yeah. Um, be careful, Kane. I'm looking yeah. out for you, Kane. He's not. Yeah. So uh, let me remind everyone that the, uh, you know, we, the poster uh, can be found at Rob has a website. I just dropped Jeff. Oh, no. no. Sorry. Uh, Now Jeff can hear you. Uh, He's I'm sorry. (laughs) Not he. The poster is at Rob has website.com slash YX lost feed. Same with the uh, poster t-shirt and the list t-shirt. Right. Um, And so. You can uh, you can get those there. I also want to uh, encourage people to check out the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. And you should, of course, also subscribe to all of the reality TV wrap up podcasts mm-hmm. by going to robhaswebsite.com slash wrap feed and selecting your podcast service of choice. Uh, you'll not only find content like us, uh, the B&B, Taryn Stockwatch. Uh, Shannon Gus, the Survivor International, but also podcasts on a number of other shows uh, and topics from reality TV to wrestling to crime shows to uh, Matt Scott's pod friends who where he interviews people from the RHAP community. Um, so many. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's uh, Rob has website dot com slash wrap ups. Excellent. Are we doing thank yous now? Yes. All right. So I would like to thank Scott St. Pierre, who does all of the editing, not only for the Why Blank Lost podcast, but all of the podcasts on the RHAP website and page. Thank you so much for all of the incredible work that you do. He works in the wee hours of the night. It's rather impressive. So thank you, Scott, for that. And thank you to Will from America for our very catchy theme song that you hear at the beginning of this podcast. We love it. It's great. And it makes a joyful little sound in my heart every time I hear it. So thank you. And thank you, David for this much longer than I anticipated. Yeah, me too. I did not think it would go this long. Yeah, like, look at us. We're so bad at this, and yet we talk about it for an hour and 26 minutes. Isn't that crazy? uh, Probably 20 minutes of that was talking about my video platform. Oh, listen, I I forewarned them. I said, get ready, because I knew the list was going to be long. I'm surprised you didn't put up your little magic sheet that has all of your cheats on I couldn't get to it in time. 
Ah, oh, damn it. Next time. Something to look forward to. David's yeah. cheat sheet of social media platforms. Yeah, I mean, if we keep talking, I can do it, you know. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, look, there it is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, See, I wasn't lying to you. He has a cheat yeah. sheet of his social media platforms. Yeah, that's my link tree, which you can find at linktree slash David Bloomberg, except there's a dot before the EE. So linkter.ee slash David Bloomberg. There you go. So now you know how to find him on everything and you should find him and follow him and love your life. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Jessica. Uh, And thanks to all the listeners and viewers. We will see everyone in just a few days, whether here or on Instagram or both. Let's do both. Let's do both. I like that plan. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Jessica will turn it around They'll break down the rules And they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost And this is why Blank lost Oh baby, this is why Blank lost